Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8- Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. Brought to you by PitcherList.com. Your daily morning podcast. Updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitchList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Here to recap your Tuesday's action on the diamond, get you ready for Wednesday, which starts with some early day game action, goes all the way to late evening with the Padres and the Dodgers, Blake Snell, Ryan Pepio, big boy stuff there. Let's talk about the news and notes from Tuesday Shane Bieber, he made a rehab start on Tuesday. Tristan McKenzie will make another rehab start on Wednesday as the two Guardians pitchers try to make their way back to the rotation, hopefully in time for the playoffs. So keep an eye on that situation. Again, McKenzie has to get stretched out to 80-plus pitches before they'll even bring him back. Bieber might need one more rehab start, and you'll see him in the last week of the season. New York Yankees' Jonathan Losiga the season is officially over as he has right elbow inflammation. It's apparently not too serious, according to the Yankees, but serious enough to have him go back to New York for an MRI and shut him down for the remainder of the season. Manny Machado, two home runs on Monday, uh, has been dealing with some serious tennis elbow throughout the season. And after the two home run game on Monday, Machado said off-season surgery is on the table, more than likely will be needed to clean things up for the 2024 season. Pittsburgh Pirates made it official as we've done this back-and-forth yo-yo game for the last month or so with O'Neill Cruz. The Pirates officially shut down O'Neill Cruz for the rest of the season. Hopefully he can get healthy and back in business for 2024. Dodgers are calling up right-handed pitching prospect Kyle Hurt, flamethrower Kyle Hurt. He has the highest strikeout rate in the minor leagues this season with 145 strikeouts over 88 and two-thirds innings pitched between AA and AAA. That's a 28% K to walk on the season for Hurt. He'll be working out of the Dodgers bullpen to give them some much-needed depth in that uh, back end of the pen. The Yankees, they claim Luke Weaver off the waivers and <laughs> moved Nestor Cortez to the 60-day IL. 
What a season for Weaver. He's gone from Cincinnati to Seattle and now to the Yankees. I'm looking forward for DFS purposes for Luke Weaver to get a start in Yankee Stadium for that short porch for all those left-handed bats that could be facing him. The Padres, they placed Rich Hill on waivers to try to get some money back on that trade that went south with, you know, G-Man Choi out for the season now with his injury. Rich Hill has not pitched well at all. If he clears waivers, the Padres said they'll bring him back and keep him on for the rest of the season as they have nothing to lose in theory. They're just trying to get a couple shekels back into their pockets. The Nats, they're calling up pitching prospect Jackson Rutledge from the minors. In 23 games started between AA and AAA, Rutledge had a 3.71 ERA with 106 strikeouts or 119 innings pitched. So not the biggest strikeout arm, but pretty efficient arm throughout the minor leagues. Something to watch over the last couple weeks of the season in Washington. The Diamondbacks, they've done it again. They've recalled Jake McCarthy from AAA Reno, who has been absolutely tearing up the PCL as he has been the PCL player of the week the past two weeks. Since going back to AAA on August 16th, McCarthy is hitting 383 with five home runs and 11 stolen bases over 23 games. He's played great every time they sent him down to AAA this season. It just has not panned out in the bigs so far. Brandon Belt, here we go again, back to the IL with his lingering back injury. It's been a back-and-forth situation for Belt. When healthy, he's been very productive, especially in uh, in August, but he just cannot stay healthy. It's a shame. Could be getting toward the end of the season for one of my favorite players growing up as a Giants fan. Heimer Cotillario is also placed on the aisle with a back injury. Cubs hope to get him back in the short 10-day span as they're getting ready for some, hopefully some postseason baseball. Hugh Darvish talked about last week he had bone chips in his elbow. He's going to try to – he got a shot and he's going to try to work his way back through it. Well, the Padres officially shut down Hugh Darvish for the season with those bone spurs as he might need a little bit of surgery to clear up that situation. Some really rough news potentially here. Max Scherzer left Tuesday night's game with with right tricep spasms is what the Rangers are calling it after the game. He suffered these spasms uh, during some warm-up pitches in the fourth inning. Scherzer will undergo an MRI on Wednesday to further see the potential damage of this injury. Hopefully it's nothing major. Obviously they, they traded for him as the Rangers are trying for a little postseason push here. It would be a tremendous blow if they lost Max Scherzer. Yandy Diaz, we, we talk fluke injuries in baseball. Yandy Diaz got one on Tuesday. He left Tuesday's game with a testicular contusion. Yes, it's what you think it is. He hit a foul ball that bounced back and hit him in the testicular area to give him a testicular contusion. So Yandy Diaz is day-to-day with his testicular contusion. Mark Kana, he left Tuesday's game with left wrist soreness. He'll have more testing done on Wednesday. Kana's been actually pretty productive for the Milwaukee Brewers since coming over during the trade deadline. Kenley Jansen had been battling leg issues, and he had not pitched in six games. On Tuesday, Kenley Jansen faced two hitters through 13 pitches, and he left the game with trainers. The Red Sox are calling it fatigue and an illness. We'll have to wait and see more information on Wednesday to see exactly what the situation is with Kenley Jansen. Nolan Gorman left Tuesday's game due to uh, hamstring tightness. He is day-to-day. Wilson Contreras also left Tuesday's game for the Cardinals with a right-hand contusion. So the Cardinals just cannot keep these guys healthy this year. Contreras has been in and out with some little minor injuries like this for a while. Gorman was actually on fire again, and the hamstring injury is just going to slow down that production. The Seattle Mariners, they called up catcher Luis Torrens from AAA due to shutting down Tom Murphy with a thumb injury. They're going to place his thumb in a brace, uh, reevaluate it on the 22nd, 10 days after the IL stint, of course. 
and see if they can get him back as a backup catcher for the postseason run. The Phillies are discussing moving back to a five-man rotation down the stretch here, and that would mean putting Michael Lorenzen in the bullpen. At least that's the reports that he would be the odd man out. Kind of crazy after the no-no he threw, but Lorenzen does have bullpen experience, and that could be a much-added long reliever arm for the Philadelphia Phillies, which we know how valuable those can be come postseason baseball. Last but not least, some might have started out the show with this, but major bizarre news that came out early on Tuesday out of Toronto or Buffalo. Depends on how you want to look at it. Alec Manoa is unlikely to pitch again in AAA or the majors in 2023 as he was sent back to AAA to work on his health and his pitching and other things. There's a a list of things that Alec Manoa could have worked on. Yet Alec Manoa has refused to report to AAA, citing a potential um, time management situation, like mon- like the Jays are somehow taking advantage of uh, Alec Manoa's service time, like service time manipulation is what they call it these days. Um, kind of odd because he was one of their aces, and if he was pitching well, I guarantee you they wouldn't be manipulating anything. So it's a combination of maybe take accountability for your struggles, and he's also just frustrated. Who knows? But there's a lot that's going to be figured out between the Jays and Alec Manoa as they hopefully can bend, mend fences for 2024. All right, everybody. PL Plus, PL Pro. I talk about it all the time. Awesome tools there. You know, you get the, you, get, you already have the free awesome stuff at PitcherList.com. No doubt about it. But PL Plus, PL Pro has an amazing Discord, not to mention other tools and resources and content that come with PL Plus and PL Pro. In that Discord, though, I know we're here to talk baseball. I love baseball. I'm going to be talking baseball with you till the end of the season. No doubt about it. You got me on that one. But we know there's another game being played, NFL fantasy football. And at PitcherList.com, you have QB list. And in said Discord, if you're a member of PL Plus and PL Pro, you get to be a part of the QB list Discord as well, which gets you start sit questions, waiver wire questions, all kinds of great access to the to QB list staff to help you out with your fantasy football needs. So you get more than just fantasy baseball stuff with PL Plus, PL Pro. I've always mentioned more content, more resources. Well, here is one, folks. QB list is at your fingertips to help you with your fantasy football season. So go join PL Plus, PL Pro for the awesome baseball stuff. That's what I'm here for. But also go check out QB list and the amazing fantasy football stuff that comes with it. Some hitting highlights from Tuesday. We've got a Palacio situation here. We'll start with Richie Palacios. He went two for three with two home runs, two runs scored, and two RBIs for the Cardinals on Tuesday, filling in for Nolan Gorman. Uh, Palacios hitting 317 over his 44 plate appearances since being called up to the Cardinals. Three home runs, eight RBIs, and a stolen base. If he is going to receive regular playing time, Richie Palacios could be a nice little add down the stretch. Joshua Palacios of the Pittsburgh Pirates, he went two for four with a home run, a run scored, two RBIs, a walk, and a stolen base on Tuesday. Over Joshua Palacios' last 14 games, 10 of those were starts. He's hitting 324 with two home runs, four runs scored, six RBIs, and three stolen bases. If Palacios, Joshua Palacios, that is, could find his way into some regular playing time with Pittsburgh, he's been playing primarily outfield when he plays, that could be a nice little boost as well, especially in deeper fantasy formats. Last but not least, Ronnie Mauricio of the New York Mets. Uh, I've loved this guy. He was, a, he was a, a major pickup of mine the second he got called up. Power speed guy in the minors, crushing it. He's getting more and more comfortable as the days go on here. On Tuesday, Mauricio went one for four with a home run, a run scored, and two RBIs. Over Mauricio's 10 games since being called up, playing every day, he's hitting 306 with one home run, two runs scored, five RBIs, and four stolen bases. 
I love what this kid has. Going to be a fun discussion point in 2024 and ride it out for the rest of 2023. Make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box article on PitcherList.com for more details on the day's top hitters. Some starting pitching highlights from Tuesday. Brian Woo! Five and two-thirds innings pitched, no earned, four hits, no walks, eight strikeouts. He's having a really, really solid season. Had a little bit of a hiccup there. Obviously, went on the IL. Most of us think to manage his innings, which makes sense. Like, he got shut down at like 80-ish pitches tonight. That's kind of the goal the rest of the way. But in this five and two-thirds innings on Tuesday for Wu, he had 20 whiffs and a 40% CSW against the Angels. That's outstanding. And over Wu's last four starts since returning from the IL, 20 and two-thirds innings pitched, six earned runs, and 16 strikeouts. Most of those earned runs came in one start. He's thrown three pretty darn good outings since returning. Brian Wu. Jose Budo. This has been an interesting one here. He's made some spot starts, and now he's kind of stuck in this rotation due to injuries to the Mets. Budo went five innings, one earned run, two hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts on Tuesday. He had 17 whiffs and a 35% CSW against the Arizona Diamondbacks. In Budo's six appearances this season, four of them have been starts. Budo has thrown 26 innings, allowing 10 earned runs and 23 strikeouts. Zach Lytle continues to be a surprising arm in that Tampa Rays bullpen. On Tuesday, he went seven innings, three earned, five hits, no walks, and eight strikeouts. So he went deep into the game, plus the punchies. Good stuff there from Lytle. 12 whiffs and a 27% CSW. Over his last two starts, Lytle has thrown 15 innings, allowed four earned runs, one walk, and 12 strikeouts. Make sure you tune into the Bus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Some relief pitching highlights from Tuesday after blowing his 11th save of the season on Monday. Manuel Classe picked up his 40th save of the season, nailing down a 3-1 to win for the Guardians over the Giants. Clay Holmes picked up his 19th save of the year. And Nick Ramirez in the other game of the doubleheader picked up his first save of the year for the New York Yankees. Gregory Santos picked up his fifth save of the year for the Chicago White Sox, while Carlos Hernandez picked up his fourth save of the year for the Kansas City Royals. Remember, Santos and Hernandez were two of the popular after the trade deadlines. They should have opportunities to be closers. But at the same time, most of us were like, they're on bad teams. How many chances will they get? Well, Santos now has five saves and Hernandez has four. Kind of tells you what you got. Ryan Helsley picked up his ninth save of the year in, for the Cardinals. I still think that's a revolving door in St. Louis. So don't like just lock in Helsley's back comments, but he got his ninth save of the year. Buck Farmer picked up his third save of the year for the Cincinnati Reds as he pitched a clean 10th. That was after Alexis Diaz pitched a clean ninth to pick up the win for the Reds. Brad Hand picked up his first save of the year. Don't read too much into that. Adam Adovino picked up his 10th save of the year for the Mets. Johan Duran, his 26th save of the year for the Minnesota Twins. Devin Williams, big save number 33 for the Brew Crew versus Miami. And then Justin Lawrence picked up his 11th save of the year for the Colorado Rockies. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information about all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look at Wednesday's action on the diamond, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life. 
not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitchList.com. I'm your host, Brian Hitchkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. We have a seven-game main DFS slate on Wednesday starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Some of the bats I'm looking at here, White Sox first. Uh, there's going to be an opener, and then it looks like Marsh is going to come in for Kansas City. So you got some some nice stuff to target there. You can actually game stack that game if you want to go with the Royals versus Clevenger as well. Houston hopefully bouncing back versus Blackburn. Blackburn's been good, but it could be a nice bounce back spot. If you want to be contrarian, staying in that same game, the Oakland Athletics versus Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown has not looked good of late, not looked good at all. And the A's are kind of sneaky. They strike out close to 25% of the time versus righties over the last month, but they have a 200 ISO, so they can pop some home runs in that game, which makes for some fun DFS value because the A's will be cheap on Wednesday. Some pitchers I'm looking at on that main slate, Zach Gallon against the New York Mets, Gallon coming off the shutout against the Cubbies in Wrigley Field. Love me some Ryan Pepio versus the Padres. Padres bats have been a little more lively. I'm not going to deny that. Could make things a little tricky for Pepio, but Pepio has been nothing but outstanding in his four appearances since coming off the IL. His last two have been starts where he's done 13 innings of shutout baseball. So I'm looking forward to that versus San Diego. And then Clark Schmidt, if you want some value, versus Boston. You can also go Blake Snell versus the Dodgers if you like. Snellzilla has been a beast this season. Some things I'm looking forward to on Wednesday. A little lefty, youth lefty action. A little matinee baseball by the Bay in San Francisco. Logan Allen coming off a nice start his last time out. Going up against Kyle Harrison, whose last two starts, still over five innings in both starts, but he's allowed, I believe it's nine runs over the last two starts. So that should be an interesting one. Logan Allen versus Kyle Harrison. Spencer Strider's back on the bump. It's been a rough go in three of the last four outings for Spencer Strider, or three of the last six, I should say, but back-to-back outings have been rough. Takes on Philadelphia, who's been a pretty good offense of late, so that should be an interesting one for Spencer Strider. Jomo, Joden Montgomery for Susei Kikuchi. Got two lefties. That should be fun. And then Snellzilla, Ryan Pepio. Most of the games are at 7-ish Eastern. Then you have this one outcast at 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific, all by itself. Padres, Dodgers in Hollywood. Snell, Pepio, really looking forward to that one. That might be must-see TV. Maybe Nicholas Streaman. Who knows? I have no control over that, but we'll see. But on that note, that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Hope you guys enjoy the show. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Wednesday, get you ready for Thursday. But for now, this was your First Pitch Podcast Wednesday, September 13th edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.